Welcome to the UX Podcast, where we learn how to turn a rockstar business into a UX machine. UX introduces a simple formula for personal and business growth based around one principle. We can't solve big, valuable problems alone. Starting with this principle, UX equips and empowers us to pour ourselves into people and systems, scale authentically, and create a life of exponential freedom and impact. And now, let's get started with the latest episode of the UX Podcast. Hey, what's up, Rockstars? It's Matt Johnson back with another awesome conversation for you. Uh, Whether you are in the agency world or not, if you're a coach or consultant, uh, you're going to get a ton of value out of this conversation. But even more so, if you're in the agency world, if you're anywhere in the HubSpot ecosystem, if you're curious about HubSpot, whatever the case might be, or if you're just uh, frustrated with the lack of the fact that things don't talk to each other uh, and all these, you know, we we have to get all these different systems in place to get the results that we want but nothing seems to work really well together. Well, there's somebody doing something about that and he's actually built an entire agency around that. So we talk about that with him. Uh, The founder of Measured Results Marketing, Christopher Antonopoulos is with us. And man, we had an awesome conversation. There's a few specific things, but there's a a few that really jumped out to me. Uh, Number one, I love their tech. They're they're essentially like a a tagline or or approach to things, which is don't let tech get in the way of good marketing, basically. Uh, They also really got down to... um, through kind of trial and error and a lot of conversations with clients, they really got down to and nailed exactly what the real reason that their clients buy from them. And so we had a really good conversation around that that I think is super beneficial for anyone that's selling any type of professional service, especially if you're selling it to someone who is not the entrepreneur, the founder, the one who has all of their, um, so-called kind of, you know, it's not their personal company. If they're working for somebody, there's still a motivation for them on a very deeply personal level for why they hire a marketing agency or a professional service. And so it's really important to get down to the root of what that is. And we talk about that with, with Chris. So the main three things that we covered that I think you're going to get a ton of value from is how to apply on an operation skill set to sales and marketing, which is what Chris has done. It's definitely what I've done. Essentially, we both have uh, agencies where our natural skill set lean towards systems and operations. Well, how do you build an agency to help people do better sales and marketing if you're more operations focused? Well, Chris figured out it out from his perspective, which is connecting the tech together and building sales and marketing infrastructure. But it went a step further than that. So rather than being the agency, like the, the, the special forces that other agencies bring in to help them do the backend implementation, they went out and they're the ones that a lot of times have the initial conversations with clients and then bring in other agencies like SEO experts or whatever to do the implementation of some specific piece that complements what they do. And what Chris calls that is this demand generation ecosystem, which is a brilliant name for an amazing concept of look, you have to get the best results for our clients. And a lot of times that requires services that we simply cannot offer. It's just, it's outside of our skill set. We really don't have any business trying to do everything all at once. We can't be a full service agency. We can't be a full service coaching consulting firm. We can't do everything that our clients need in order to generate results. So in that world, if we're going to focus on one thing, how do we get those other pieces in place so that our clients do get the best results? Well, Chris has the answer, which is you build this ecosystem around yourself of other service providers that you trust. But more importantly, when you bring them into a, to a project or to an engagement, they plug into your systems, your technology, they plug into your displays, your tracking, your project management tools. Uh, and so that you actually manage the process and manage the systems and manage the project and manage the client. 
and they do their part, you do your part, the client gets amazing results. But as Chris likes to put it, you only have one throat, the other client only has one throat to choke, uh, which is a great phrase. So in other words, they have one, basically a single point of contact. And then there's, we talked about a lot of stuff with how to build and manage relationships with other experts and companies in our ecosystem to make sure that we are focusing our efforts, our time, our effort and energy into building the right relationships and not just any relationships. So this is an incredible conversation. I hope you connect with, uh, with Chris and check out their company, Measured Results Marketing at, at measuredresultsmarketing.com. Uh, he also gives out his phone number. So if you uh, would really like to connect with Chris, stay tuned to the end of the conversation. But this was a phenomenal, phenomenal conversation uh, with Chris. So I, I really hope you enjoy it. So let's dive in. All right. Well, first of all, Chris, officially welcome to the show. Great. Thanks. Glad to, glad to be on today. Super pumped uh, to have you here. We've got a bunch of stuff we can get into. I want to try to keep it focused a little bit because we can, we can talk for hours about all kinds of things. Uh, let's, first of all, being your, your team structure. Uh, so briefly just share with people kind of where the agency is at for you. You're running a professional service firm that handles, you know, uh, did, it's a digital marketing agency and you're kind of in the HubSpot world. Um, but tell people what, like, what, actually what the team structure is because it's really unique. Well, it's sort of interesting. So we're, we're set up, you know, the, the non-unique part is we have practice area leads or individuals that are fully responsible for marketing automation, sales CRM, pro project management. I think for us, we focus on the, the operation side. I think from running the business, what's unique is that we treat ourselves like software developers, even though we provide marketing and sales operation support. So you know, we are using things like Kanban boards to manage process, have a, have a daily scrum. And so we've really you know, sort of internalized that usage of productivity, software development tools when we're delivering things like um, you know, configuring campaigns or integrating systems together. Yeah, we look like more like a software product developer than actually a actually an agency. Hmm. Well, and it makes sense, right? I mean, it, it's all it's it's you guys are very deep into the technical end of things, and so why, is there any reason why you wouldn't go down that path and think of yourself as software developers? Yeah, I think um, it's it's just a different world. So companies that are developing software, you know, you're looking at what's your market for software, um, you know. There's a lot of there's a lot of components. I've I've worked with a number of companies that that do that work, and some of them are our clients. And there's there's just too many variables to get right. I guess um, it's a lot easier to work in the context of a software that's already built and helping people use that a bit better than to try to develop that right solution. You know, it's mm -hmm. a competitive space. I think you know Scott Brinker's latest report came out. There's a 20%, 27% increase in marketing, marketing tech or marketing tech solutions in the last 12 months. And so it's really challenging to find the right solution, build that software quickly enough, and then you know, make a big enough splash or get the investment dollars in the marketplace. Hmm. I mean, that said, we built software. So we have a cloud integration platform to connect things together, but that's that's not sort of a you know, solution that we'd sell out in the marketplace. Yeah. It's just for in, internal, you basically just to scale out and make your operations easier. Yeah. 
All right. So there, there's a couple of things that I want to get into because you guys talk about the, the demand generation ecosystem, which is essentially what you've done for yourselves because you're in this very, very specific space where you're in the operations support, right? So you could, you could do a lot of things with that skill set, right? If you're very operationally based, you could go into a bunch of other stuff. Business processes, optimization, you know, that would be one of them. Um, right. But you chose to apply the operations mindset and skill set to sales and marketing, which I think is awesome because I think there's, a, there's, I mean, the bottom line is sales and marketing is where the money's at. So you figured out how to take an operations skill set and apply it to sales and marketing. And there's all sorts of positive ben- benefits of that. But how did you stumble across that? Was that intentional? Was it strategic? Was it accidental? Well, I mean, it, it's been in the works for years and years. It's, um, yeah, there's always a challenge of trying to connect things together. And so, you know, I have the, the distinction with some of my colleagues to be the first to connect HubSpot to Eloqua to Omniture to Salesforce back in sort of 2006, 2007. And so, yeah, we, we started to call it an ecosystem. So it, you know, how can you explain it to management that you need to invest in putting those, all of those pieces together? Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and then there's just a lot of influences from, from other places. There's, you know, work demand base is doing serious decisions is sort of that leader in you know how do you organize the different parts of your process and so you know this is a simplified version of mapping out the things that you need to connect with one another and turn it into a process that people can understand I think you know with all of this technology there's people have a need for structure you know, they want to understand what fits in what block and then there's 50 things that I need to do. So what should I do first? That's going to have the biggest business impact. And that's, that's how it turned into from just an ecosystem to a demand generation, demand generation ecosystem, because it's, you know, everyone wants to know how many leads do I need to get? What the quality of those leads are and do they turn into revenue? And this is just an easy way to talk about it. And then we built all the process and intellectual property around it. Yeah. Well, and I'm curious because it, there was something you said in the, in the pre-show that I wanted to bring out front to the, those that are listening, which is you made the point that you are selling the ability to know if they're going to hit a revenue target. Mm-hmm. And to me, so there, there's obviously there's, there's benefit, but there's also fear and it goes directly to the person that you're selling to, to their job and their status within their company. How long did it take you to kind of drill down and really figure out that that was the problem that you're solving? Cause that sounds like that's, that's a product of a lot of experience and a lot of conversations. Yeah. I mean, I think it's, um, I don't know. I think it's, it's something that we stumbled upon. I wish I could have said that, you know, one morning while walking the dog, you know, this sort of, you know, came to me. But yeah, you know, I think that I don't, you know, when you when you work with enough companies, you see sort of that common trend, and it really all comes down to, you know, are we going to make this target, and how am I contributing to that? And so, yeah, you know, that that seems to be the the back end motivation. I think it's. Yeah. Yeah, so mark, the problem with marketing is that marketing runs all of these programs and it costs a lot of money and sometimes they can't really tell, you know, did it influence revenue? And then they get a lot of pressure. Yeah. What are you doing? What's the latest thing? And then if companies lose confidence, then what happens is sales takes over. 
hey, marketing doesn't know what's going on. Sales is going to guide marketing and tell you exactly what you need to do, exactly what content. Um, everyone wants to be a marketer, right? Yeah. Everyone wants to be a marketer. Everyone wants to be an actor. Um, and very few people are, are, are good at either of those things. <laughs> that's, um, th that's how we got there. And then, you know, then sales is, you know, I get too many leads. They're not the right leads. Um, I, I want to make president's club. And so help me do a better job of figuring out who I should follow up with and what, what generates revenue. Mm -hmm. And that's what, that's what ties it together. But yeah, it's, um, it was a process. I mean, it's just like anything else. I think sometimes you get really lucky and come up with that great idea while you're doing something. But yeah. a lot of times it's sort of, you're, you're just piecing things. You're just piecing it together. Yeah, I think that the genius of that, what you guys have figured out is there, I think, I, I think it was um, Donald Miller and building a story brand was talking about there, there's the external motivation, then there's the internal, like the actual real, the real shit, uh, the real motivation of why somebody hires you essentially. Uh, I think that's what you guys hit on is that there's, there's the, there's the, yeah, we want to help you hit your goals and things like that. But the real internal motivation of the person that's in the company who's actually hiring you guys to do the work is I've got the pressure. Am I going to hit it? What do I tell them? How do I know that I'm going to actually, that I'm making the progress that I'm claiming I'm making in, in the next step for me? I mean, can I keep my job? I mean, so here's, yeah. Yeah. I mean, here's motivations, right? Do I know this stuff well enough to keep my job? Mm -hmm. Can I do a better job so that I get promoted, build a team, whatever that person's motivation is? Or can I learn enough in the experience with my current company so if I screw up, I can go work somewhere else. Right. right? So that's kind of the, <laughs> we're sort of laughing about this, but you know, it's so true. That, that role is pretty serious. You yeah. know, you're, you're going to work every day. You know, you might have a family and people that are relying on you for, um, you know, income, household expenses. And so these are the real things that people are trying to figure out. And we're trying to, we're trying to help them do that. Like yeah. uh, our other tagline is, we want to help you sleep better at night so you know the results of what you're, what you're doing. And so yeah, that's brilliant. Um, that, that's sort of where we're, that, that's where we're leaning. Love it. Well, let's talk about the, uh, how you, how you guys manage kind of this, this ecosystem, right? Cause you, you guys are actually out. I would have thought maybe you guys were, were getting led and that other agencies were selling the carrot on the end of the stick, so to speak. And then they're bringing in you as an operation support. It's actually more of the opposite, which is really interesting. So you're, you're having a lot of these frontline conversations and then you're the one that's pulling together other agencies to do some of the stuff that you guys don't do. So I want to talk about that a little bit. So you guys are running uh, around eight employees, 50 contractors, and you guys really focus on what you guys do best. So at one point and what other things do you look to other agencies to do and let's talk a little bit about it. kind of how you manage the relationship with clients so that all works and gets them the results that they want without you having to do everything. Yes. I think, um, I think it does, you know, it does work both ways for referrals from us and, and partners. Yeah. I'd say that, you know, it's buying in. I think it works really well when people buy into the demand generation ecosystem or that, you know, inbound HubSpot has their inbound methodology. You know, it's, um, yeah, I think it, people have to fundamentally buy into the fact that you can really measure your process regardless of what it is from beginning to end, whether it's campaign execution, PPC ads, SEO optimization. And so the way that it typically works is that, you know, for ones that MRM leads, 
Um, it's really a, a client or someone reaching out and saying, I have this discrete problem or thing that's broken. I can't, I don't know how to pass leads over from my marketing automation tool to my sales CRM. I've tried everything. Can you help me fix that? Mm-hmm. And then that turns into a much larger conversation around, yeah, well, what leads are you generating? What quality are there? You know, we're sort of the scientists behind the scenes to figure out what works and what doesn't. Mm-hmm. And the partnerships with agencies that we work with are, are pretty natural based on what the expertise or what's, what's broken. You know, so we talked about you know, an example of a company who you know, is, is growing, but their online traffic is only growing at the same rate as their organization is. Right. Yeah, those are things we can see with the metrics and number of leads generated. Or you know, we look at a webinar, and a webinar may only generate 30 or 40 leads, but the conversion rate is 35% on it. And so you know, we're able to identify those programs, but you know, we're an infrastructure company, and we're not built in a way to do that execution. And so there's a natural fit with you know, partners that, that understand you know, how we're set up with Kanban boards and can work within that process to close the gaps that we identify in our engagements. Mm-hmm. So that's, that's typically how it works. And so it, you know, the relationships that work best together are the ones where someone's an expert in an area that, that we're lacking Mm-hmm. And that, you know, have that sort of same mindset or, or same way of doing things. And so they're, they're effectively plugging into your operation system, right? So you're, you're operating Kanban boards and things like that. So you're, you're, you have internal processes and systems that you use to run your team internally. Your outside agencies, you're building such a relationship with them that they literally plug into your internal operation systems. Mm-hmm. Um, and so you've got complete and total visibility. You know exactly what they're doing, when they're doing it, all that good stuff. What, what's it like to the client? What's their perception of it? What's the client experience like? Do they have all these different points of contact? Uh, are they managing the different agencies? How does that work? Well, so we like, I don't like this terminology, but it's sort of stuck. You know, they like the idea of one throat to choke. <laughs> so Yeah. So we're, we're yeah. that throat to choke for, I don't, I, I think it's Helene at one of, I worked at this, um, Norwegian company called Tanberg. And so I I think, I don't think she came up with it, but we're sort of that person that if it's not going the way they expect it, they come back to us. Mm -hmm. But you know, from a visibility perspective, you know, they're seeing those Kanban boards and teamwork and that's front and center to the client. So none Mm -hmm. of this is sort of behind the scenes. Mm -hmm. They have access to it. They can understand where something is in process and, and all of those bits. So it gives them a little bit more confidence, a little bit more confidence, I should say, in you know, what's, what's getting done. And then it allows people who, you know, if, you're an, if you're an SEO expert and so you do SEO training um, and that's sort of your work, you know, some of the times that business development side of it is, is particularly difficult. Right. So if you're a one, one or two person shop or even three or four people, you know, trying to do the work and find the business is particularly difficult. Mm-hmm. And so this allows someone to focus on what they're really good at without really having to um, manage a process, a team, do invoicing to clients for work and, 
you know, we can do all of those bits or you know, they can do that individually if they, if they want to handle it or manage it that way themselves. Gotcha. Love it. And, and just from the product, cause I, I think there's a lot of people listening that would probably go, man, that sounds awesome. And, and I, I want to either plug into, or I want to build that ecosystem for myself. And, um, what, what was it like? What was it like building those strategic relationships and anything, any tips you have for just how to keep really good relationships? Well, I mean, I think you have to build the process. You almost have to build the process first before you build the relationships. So you need to really understand how you're managing yourself and how you're managing the agency that you work with before you spend time on building the relationships with individuals or that structure. So, you know, imagine, Imagine, Matt, if I come to you and said, hey, Matt, I know you're the expert in this space. I, I really want to work with you. Um, let's, let's talk in two to three weeks. I, I might have some projects. You say, hey, great, that's Christopher. Great, Christopher, that, that sounds awesome. And then I come back to you and I say, well, you know, I have this project and here's a description. I don't know exactly how you're going to fit into process or we haven't really thought about how you're going to work with a client versus us okay, that sounds good. When you get further along in the process, let's talk again. And so yeah. the mistake we see most people making is that they don't build the process first before they build these relationships. And so it's very difficult for them to, you know, one, build the relationships properly or keep them. Yeah. Yeah, that, that makes total sense. Uh, and that, that's something that I've definitely found out the hard way, uh, you know, dealing with agencies that want to recommend my services, me, me bring people into my systems. Like, uh, and it's uh, like, that's where I feel it more acutely mm -hmm. is when I, when I bring somebody in, in fact, I literally in an hour, have a call with, with a new, a new role, a new position that we're bringing onto our team that'll eventually be their own business. Um, but they'll be able to then work with us and work with our ecosystem. So I'm essentially trying to help create an entrepreneur or help an existing entrepreneur in this case at a different skill set. And I'm going to yeah. train them, bring them into our systems. If I didn't have the systems documented for myself first, it would be a nightmare. I mean, you'd be yeah. starting from a blank sheet of papers, no fun. So fortunately I came out of an environment where I was forced to document and systematize and I just got in the habit. So I started systematizing things just for myself. And then that made it so much easier to bring somebody else in. And you know if the relationship fits and works too. I think that's the other mistake I made early on. You know, if anyone wanted to have a conversation on a topic that I thought was tangentially interesting, right, to what we're doing, yeah. you know, we'd have all we'd, we'd have conversations, and I, you know, maybe we develop business, or maybe it was the right relationship or not. I think now we know, based on the type of work we're doing, the type of clients what type of relationships are mutually beneficial for both parties involved. I think, you know, I can say that I made a lot of mistakes early on thinking that if I had relationships with people with these certain types of skill sets, that eventually I would need that. I don't know. Okay. So yeah. you know, I, I talked to people who are in media and broadcasting and all of that. And I thought, Hey, you know, that's a pretty good idea. When we continue to grow, our clients will need those type of services. So I want to build a relationship with people that are really people that are really good in that space. Um, come to find out the relationships are good, but I don't have any business to pass them. And so it's sort of like, you know, Hey, this is great, but um, 
it's not benefiting me. You're not sending me any additional work or, um, so why did we spend all this time figuring out how we work together and what that model looks like if it, it doesn't fit? Yeah. Well, again, it goes back to the idea of a demand generation ecosystem. It's not just a fun hangout with people you like ecosystem. It has to actually generate demand. The ecosystem itself generates demand. Yeah. Yeah. I love that. Okay. Well, let's, uh, I've got one more question for you before we get to that. Uh, tell people just what's the best way to learn more about the company, connect with you personally. Where would you like to send people? Yeah, I'd say that um, yeah, our website always, measureresultsmarketing.com. Um, our Twitter handle is kind of fun, at findyouryeti. Um, <laughs> if, yeah. you know, and, and I will, I'll actually give you my mobile number. I think um, I'm going to have to stop giving that out soon, but it's um, 571-606-3106. Um, again, yeah, and this is for specific, if you have questions about infrastructure, how things are connected together or how to operationalize how you're doing things. But, um, yeah, if you need someone to chat with or it's late at night and you're lonely, um, I'd appreciate, I'd appreciate not getting calls at you know, <laughs> nine or 10 o'clock at night. <laughs> That's right. If you can't sleep at night because your marketing is not measured, then call you the next morning, not at 10 o'clock at night. Exactly. That, that's happened, by the way, but um, <laughs> really? that, that's for another time. <laughs> okay. Um, so, uh, so final question for you, and then we'll, uh, we'll stop this one short because we could keep going for a while. Uh, the demand generation ecosystem, um, uh, we alluded to it earlier, just that there's, there's value in packaging your point of view, your concepts, your ideas into something that's more easily understandable and has more value or more perceived value to, uh, to your client base. How do you guys explain and share and put like put the demand generation kind of ecosystem. How is that presented as a point of view? Why did you guys trademark it in any thoughts or tips behind your strategy there? Well, I think, um, I mean, it's a visual, you know, the idea for us is that how could we make a process and scalable business? And so, you know, the reason why we put it together, there's, you know, we have 12 different services that fit in. We have, you know, modules in terms of, different things people need to learn. Mm -hmm. I think it was just a way to structure the company and have conversations that people understood and were comfortable with. And so, you know, the reason why we went into trademarking and registering content and all those different pieces is that, you know, we found that these companies that were really successful at scaling did that. Mm -hmm. You know, so you look at Accenture and Booz Allen and McKinley and Deloitte, they all have a, a methodology or way of doing things that, you know, you know, if I work with Accenture, they're going to follow XYZ process. Yeah. And, you know, as, you know, as our business scales, it's, it's very easy to see who fits within the model of the organization. This is, clients, partners, employees on down the line based on, based on having that structure. And then the last thing is it's, we're a bit like software. It's an ecosystem, right? So everything is dependent on everything else and it's connected. And you know, most people don't think that way. Yeah. You, you know, that, that adage, what if a butterfly flaps its wings and I forget where it could create a tsunami it's the same thing with this. If you don't connect, if you spend thousands of dollars generating leads and it doesn't get to a salesperson who can take an action on it, then you've just wasted all of those dollars. And so that's the, <laughs> that's, right. 
Our other trade line is our other tagline is no lead left behind. I like it. <laughs> That's right. If a bear generates a lead in the woods and nobody is there to close it, did it ever really generate? Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> Love it. All right. Well, Chris, this has been awesome. We appreciate your time. Thank you so much, man. This is an awesome conversation. I hope people check out the website, connect with you guys on Twitter and just kind of stay in your world. I do not hope that people call you at 1am at night when they can't sleep because they're marketing, but they, they definitely should connect. That's okay. My ring will be off, but thanks, Matt. I appreciate the time and having me on today. And yeah, hopefully we'll have some follow up conversation. Now, I believe that clarity releases energy. So I hope that this episode creates clarity for you by laying out a path forward in your business. Now, if you're interested in starting a podcast like this to help you break into a new industry or to establish yourself as an authority in a niche market, let's talk. We have a complete done for you podcasting service. Uh, that is my agency that I'm building and growing. And I'd love to talk to you about what we can potentially do for you. You can learn more at pursuingresults.com to get a sense of what our service is all about. And if you're ready, if you're really seriously thinking about starting a podcast, I'm happy to brainstorm your ideas and talk about the positioning of your podcast within the market, something that you can take away whether we end up working together or not. So you can grab a time on my calendar for a podcast brainstorm call at bookjohnson.com. That is bookjohnson.com. I just want to thank you again for listening to the show, for leaving us a rating and a review on iTunes and more importantly, for investing your time, your energy, your attention into the show. It really means the world to me that you would do that. So again, this is the UX podcast where we learn how to turn a rockstar business into a UX machine and we'll see you on the next episode.